When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that has never cast even a single pod. <laughs> We haven't? We did, I thought I don't think so. What are we doing? D- are these pods that we're casting? Have we I been casting so. pods this whole time? I mean, there's a metaphorical digital casting. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, meet me. <laughs> Is that what That's your team runner. sounds like? <laughs> Today, Mike's going to try to hit the roadrunner in his Jeep. Uh, we're talking about Jeeps. We're going to talk about Jeeps. You, you know you love them. So do I. <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. Here we mask go. Mask for mask energy. <laughs> right out of the gate. Or is it? Let's find out today. <sighs> Stay tuned. Um, but first... If you tried to buy tickets for the Houston live show and it told you that it was in the past or something, if it wouldn't let you buy tickets, just please try again because I fucked a thing up. It's better now. Yeah, you should be able to buy tickets for the show right now and uh, right up until the event start date. So give it a shot if it if it messed up for you. Yeah, yeah. You can DM me and be like, hey, you dumb fucker. <laughs> um, and down the news. Shut your mouth hole, it's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. Okay, news the first. So, hey Kyle. Hey Mike. Uh, do you do you know who Martina Navratilova is? She's that tennis player. Yeah, she's also a known lesbian. Known and lesbian. <laughs> she's also apparently kind of a turf, which mm. I did not know, and I'm very sad to learn that, because, I don't know, Yes. It, it, it's never I'm always surprised when they're evil lesbians, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a reminder that any one of us can be shitty. Like well, we're not true. immune to I don't know, but it's like LGBT. The T's right in the fucking name. Like, right. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, lesbian tennis legend Martina Navratilova on Monday blasted actor Daniel Radcliffe of Harry Potter fame uh, for his public support of transgender women on X. I want to blast him. Yeah, blast me, Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that everywhere seems to always say X, formerly known as Twitter. Yeah. Let's keep dead naming Twitter as long as we can keep it funny. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Harry Potter wrote an essay for the Trevor Project. Uh, He wrote, quote, transgender women are women. Any statement to the contrary erases the identity and dignity of transgender people. To which uh, Martina Navratilova uh, replied, she retweeted, just be quiet, Daniel. Be quiet. I mean, no, right? (laughs) Like, no, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then uh, a, a user uh, at RAB420 said, seems he's defending trans women. Why be quiet? And she responded, quote, because females need their sex-based spaces. That means no biological males, however they might identify. That includes sports and the locker rooms. Thank you. Again with the penises, Kyle. Again with the penises. Just, I, yeah. good Lord. And this, and this phrase, like, it's hard to talk about these things. Like, even if you're on the right side of history, um, like 
biological sex is a thing and it's a thing that especially like doctors have to know about and if you use the phrase biological sex or biological male or biological female it's a dog whistle and you're probably a dickbag fuckface asshole yeah and it's a phrase that makes you sound like you're smart because it has a word that contains ology in it but you actually Mm -hmm, are basing mm -hmm. it on your third grade science knowledge instead of actual biological sex is way more complex than just male female yep absolutely and apparently she is part of an of a group of dickbag fuckface assholes called the WSPWG, the Women's Sports Policy Working Group. And they're trying to, quote, preserve girls and women's competitive sports for biological females. Um, and, and, and apparently she like gives a lot of money to them and is on their board and, and is just like apparently she's a terrible person. And that's really upsetting. Also, she fought Megan Rapinoe over basically the same thing. Uh, She voiced her support for trans female athletes and said that she would have no problem competing against a trans woman on the U.S. women's national team. And uh, Martina Navratilova was a bitch about that. So Mm. she's a bitch. She's a bitch. And I hate her, Kyle. No, Mm. no, she's 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 fine. No, she's not fine. I don't know. You're not supposed to call women bitches, but sometimes they deserve it. And I call you bitch all the time. Yeah, but that that I feel warm and loving when you call me a bitch. (laughs) Oh, I'll call you a bitch more oh. if, that, if that solidifies our friendship. Yeah, <laughs> finally, we've needed it for this long, Mike. Um, yeah, sorry, everybody. Cross that lesbian off your list. Yeah. And then, of course, Daniel Radcliffe is uh, particularly open about his support for trans uh, women because his former boss, so to speak, uh, that, that wrote those books is like the head turfiest turf of all turfs. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is great. Uh, it's great to have people on the cast of Harry Potter speaking out against her. Yeah. Cause there's, there's a real fear of guilt by association, right? Like, Oh, just for sure. Because, just because you were in Harry Potter doesn't mean that you agree with that bitch. See another person. At least I stopped saying the C word, Kyle. Okay. <laughs> uh, news the second. Great. Okay. So first of all, uh, do you know who Rishi Sunak is? That guy that's running for something for the UK. Well, he is is currently the prime minister. That's what I meant. Of the UK. And he needs to be on the list for the dickbag fuckface asshole awards. Oh. Like, we need to... Okay, Derek, you have a homework assignment, which is in time for January 1st. Uh, we should, we should like, keep track of anybody that we say is a dickbag fuckface asshole nominee because I legit want to actually do it. And like, we need to, we need to make up an award of some kind. Like I would love to have a listener contest where everybody like submits their designs for what the trophy should be. And then we should make those trophies and send them to the winner. And <laughs> I, it, you know, media, anyway, okay. Back to, back to this dickbag fuckface asshole. No, I love uh, this. Re- We're going to go all in on this dickbag fuckface <laughs> asshole awards. I didn't know yes. we mailing it to there. It's got to be like a turd emoji or something, you know, like <laughs> it's got to be like a thumbs down or, you know, something that's like a middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe, maybe it could be, maybe it could be th- like uh, three three symbols one is like a bag of penises and one can be like somebody getting you know throat fucked and then uh, one can be a butthole it's dick bag fuck face assholes oh um, i love that okay great <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be and we're voting on it this you know when everyone has their end of year lists this will be like our end of year kind of list yes 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 okay 
Back to the stick bag fuck face asshole. Okay, great. Uh, he was interviewed at the conference of the meeting of the European political community on Thursday in Grenada, Spain. And uh, he was asked by a reporter, quote, do you regret in any way saying a man is a man and a woman is a woman? And he responded, no, I think a man is a man and a woman is a woman. I think most people watching this program will think that that's common sense and that's just a fact of biology. <sighs> okay. There's that word again. There's that word again. All you have to do is say ology and you sound smart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this this lets us then talk about something else. Conservative the Conservative Party is trying to pass a ban keeping uh trans women out of female only hospitals in the UK. Ooh. That yeah, trans um Steve Barkley, who's the health secretary and and would be a candidate for dickbag fuckface asshole if if he mattered. Um, <laughs> but uh, he he said he said quote trans women have no place in women's wards like the the ward of the hospital. And so then I thought this was fucking great. Then there was a report published by Translucent, and they looked at uh, 102 freedom of information requests to uh, the National Health Service. And they, they discovered that uh, since 2021, the number of complaints about trans women being in f- women wards of the hospital was exactly zero. There were no <laughs> complaints, none, zilch. They are solving a problem that does not exist yep. because being an anti-trans bigoted fuckface asshole dickbag gets you points to other dickbag fuckface assholes. It's it's so frustrating, the creation of problems that don't exist. The same thing happened with the bathroom bills that was like, this is not a problem. No one, no trans woman is sneaking into women's restrooms and being a predator. Like, it's just not happening. You're creating yep. this monster that is not real. You're the monster. Yep. 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 Be the monster you want to see in the world. Or something. Monster Energy. Go to monsterenergy.com slash gayish to get your 10% <laughs> off coupon for a free Monster Energy. Wait. Oh my God, Kyle. Do you think if we send people to random companies' websites slash gayish that eventually somebody would pay us? Because they're like, why did we get this spike in traffic on this random URL? Yes. Find them. Pay yes. them money. <laughs> Monster Energy is the perfect combination with gayish, I think, because we, as we call our fans, the Lola Monsters... <laughs> we've always done that uh well every 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 day every the whole day. time mm-hmm. always okay news the last great uh it's a trifecta of trans news today kyle but this mm-hmm. one is good so uh, olivia hill was sworn in monday evening as a member of the metropolitan council of nashville and davidson county and she is the first out trans elected official in the state of Tennessee. Wow. Uh, she was elected September 14th as an at-large member of the council. So that means that she represents the entire city. And uh, she joins a council that has, for the first time, become majority women. Uh, she said at a ceremony, quote, representation is everything. I've been approached by so many moms and dads and teachers and leaders that have thanked me for running because now a lot of the trans community has someone to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, she said, I I ran this race as a qualified human. I didn't run this race as a trans woman. I didn't run this race as the first trans woman or as a woman at all. I only ran this race to showcase my experience and for a right to sit at the table. 
but she's been a huge advocate for the queer community, especially in Nashville. She's a Nashville native. Uh, she was in the U.S. Navy from 1986 to 1995, and she she transitioned after she got out of the military. She went to uh, Desert Storm. She's just like a crazy badass and now is an elected official in Tennessee. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, there you go. That's the news. That's the news. Speaking of badass bitches, let's talk about our Patreon members. Thank you to the following new Patreon member, Wiss Fuck. Wiss Fuck? <laughs> his name is Wes I messed up Wes <laughs> Wes Cossy probably god damn it three letters Wes I'm sorry I, you and I both thought that I could get through your first name unscathed but here we are thank you Wes Cossy probably uh, for your support if you want to have me fuck up your name get episodes a day early uh, join our Patreon quarter Patreon happy hours go to patreon.com slash gayish podcast and sign up today great do it do you want to talk about Jeeps meet me Yes, I do. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I don't think that's what a Jeep sounds like. You know, why are we talking about Jeeps, Mike? Okay, we're talking about Jeeps because I contend that it is. Well, first, I own one, whatever. Mm-hmm. You own a Jeep, what? Wrangler. Okay. Unlimited. 2005. Had it a long time. I will talk about it way too much throughout the course of this episode. But also, legit, I think I've had so many people tell me that my car is gay, that there's something about that vehicle that me being gay checks out to them. That it is a gay stereotype, but and, and I'm fascinated by it because I totally want to unpack it because um, like gays don't really care about cars that much. And like, anyway, there's just there's a whole bunch of stuff in to, to unpack, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, And that was really surprising to me. I was uh, in my mind, a Jeep was supposed to be a straight stereotype. Like I thought it was a straight thing. And then the more I looked at it and like looked at memes and found things that people posted, that may not be the case. So, okay, I'm going to start with some Gata. Yeah, let's do some Gata. Loose, loose quotes around the word Gata. So loose. Mm -hmm. So quotes, because it's just, you know, it's this is very unscientific. Um, So I read an article on Jezebel.com that referred to a poll that Car Talk did. I don't know what Car Talk is or why we care about them. The Tappert Brothers on National Public Radio. They're fucking hilarious. I think one of them's dead now, though. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's your rundown. (laughs) That's been your Car Talk talk. (laughs) That, That has been Car Talk talk. Okay. For sure. I, now I need to now I need to know because like I haven't thought about them in a really long time. I used to listen to that show. Really? And it was like, it, yep, pre-internet days. Um, it would come on NPR. Uh, I forget where I was, but I would it, like while I was commuting, it would come on a, a, a station. And is this because you were trying to pretend to be straight or just it, you actually liked it? No, I actually liked it. And here, th- hmm. that's 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 what's so 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 great about it, because th- they they yes they talked about cars like people would phone in and be like my car keeps going ka-chunk 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 when i put it in reverse or whatever and then they would like walk through it but they might be just as likely to talk about like whale migration as part of their answer like they were just Hmm. the most add bring in any old random fucking terrible segue they wanted to stream of consciousness and they were brothers and they were hilarious Hmm. like they fill a similar niche in my like heart 
as as like the McElroy brothers. Um, it was great. Anyway, sorry. Enough about car talk. Um, no, that's OK. That Now I know who I'm referring to. They did a poll of their uh, lesbian and gay listeners, but apparently also straight and other people voted as well. So, you know, whatever heavy on the gay and lesbians, presumably, but they got thousands of responses about what are the gayest and most lesbian cars. Great. Subarus. We did a whole episode, episode like seven or something. Early days, right? Okay. Well, season for, one for sure. For lesbian cars, number five is the Honda CRV. Sure. Okay. Number four is the Ford F-150. Wow. Okay. That's a big ass truck. Yeah. It's a big ass truck. Uh, okay. Number three is Jeep Wrangler. Oh my God. Am I a lesbian? Maybe, maybe baby. Um, Mm -hmm. number two is a Subaru Forester. Number one is a Subaru Outback. (laughs) So you were spot on (laughs) with the Subarus. (laughs) Like some, some stereotypes are just true. And intentional. I believe on that episode, we talked about how they intentionally marketed to the LGBT community. So it's not just like a coincidence that lesbians like Subarus. It's like a, a thing that they went after. By the way, my fraternity brother, Troy, just pulled in in his Jeep. You can see it out through the window there. Hey, fraternity brother, Troy. He can't hear me. Yeah. No, he can't. Where were we? Oh, yeah. Subarus. Lesbians. Yeah. I th- yeah, you're right. In that episode, I think we talked about the fact that like it, they went after lesbians as a, as a market and and did a bunch of like kind of subversive uh, advertising to to garner a lesbian following and it fucking worked. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Now the top five gay cars. I don't mm. know cars, so I didn't have any guesses. Do you have any guesses about what's on this list? Um, okay. I think, I think, I think uh, uh, a mini Cooper, you're a faggot. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Or PT cruiser, but they don't, I don't make, I don't think they even make those anymore. There are some non-manufactured anymore vehicles on this list. Okay. Um, number five is a Mazda Miata. Okay. Yeah. That's like a, like a, like a fancy wannabe car. It's a real little <laughs> car too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Number four is a Jeep Wrangler. <gasps> oh my God, Kyle, am I gay? So you're not only lesbian, you're, you're gay too. <laughs> okay, great. Um, number three is a BMW three series. Oh, number two is a V-dub bug. I was going to say Volkswagen. Yeah. And number one is a V-dub Jetta. So we got double V-dub on the top of the list. Wow. Okay. My ex-wife and I had a Passat. Maybe. And like that, maybe that's why I'm gay. That's probably it. You do. (laughs) I know you were straight for a while, but I don't do not think you Passat. Wait, you did not Passat. Nah, never mind. <laughs> hey, you went for it. You took the yeah, swing. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't have. Um, so I, basically what I'm seeing is that lesbian cars are big cars, SUVs, trucks, and gay cars are the little ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like do we just have, it's this really basic stereotype that we have about cars that if you're a dude, you're supposed to drive a big car. And so if you drive a big car, you're lesbian. And Jeep Wrangler is on both lists. But Jeep Wrangler is the one that's on both lists and doesn't fit the, like, it's not a little tiny, little tiny baby little car like the other ones. As SUVs go, it's not massive. It's not enormous. It's not a fucking Escalade. Yeah. Yeah. So there is something gay about Jeeps, at least based on this non-scientific poll from Car Talk. I... 
was exploring a little bit more about like, you know, is why do we p- presume that Jeep is gay or Wrangler specifically are gay? I found a clip of Top Gear. Do you know about Top Gear? Top, like the, the magazine? No, it's a British TV show where they talk about cars. I've watched it a long time ago. I've watched full episodes because my straight friend wanted to, Augustia. Um, <laughs> and they, I don't know. They just talk about, they do car stuff. I don't know. Anyway, um, there is an episode. Did you kind of like it though? Is it like when my dad, it says that he's forced to watch Dancing with the Stars because it's what his wife wants to watch, but you could tell he kind of actually secretly likes it. No, this is not me in high school watching like One Tree Hill pretending I hated it. It's this. I really didn't care for it. It was fine. It was fine. It was acceptable content to pass the day. Uh, But they had an episode where the lead guy whose name I don't know and it doesn't matter said, isn't this a very popular car with the gay community? So they Mm. even on this really big car show talk about the Jeep Wrangler being big within the gay community. Hmm. There was a post on flyertalk.com. One of the first things you find when you search for gay Jeep is one of the, uh, a post on flyer talk that said, how did the Jeep Wrangler become a gay icon? And it's just a you know forum with people posting. No one posts anything interesting or helpful, but there uh, there's something gay about Jeep Wranglers that I was unaware of before looking into this. Hmm. 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 Any theories? Not yet. Okay. Let's keep talking and see if it, if one emerges. I have a, I have a couple of theories. I just don't know whether to talk about them now or sprinkle them throughout. You know? Oh, I don't know. Mm. Well, uh, I'm going to talk to you about the history of Jeeps, of course. Sure. Do you know when they were invented and why? 1976. Great. That's very incorrect. But um, <laughs> I, I, they were created for the war, like World War II or something. Nineteen. They were created for World War II. Yeah. So uh, it, it was 1940, and it became really clear that the United States was going to have to enter the European theater uh, of, of World War II, and so the army reached out and asked a whole bunch of people to create prototypes for a four-wheel drive reconnaissance car. And uh, only two companies responded, the American Bantam Car Company and Willys Overland, which it, it all comes back to Willys, Kyle. It's always about the Willys. <laughs> um, so b- basically, they're like, we need something that matches like this general like specification. These two companies came back and said, hey, here you go. Um, but the, the, the military said we need you only have 49 days to make it happen. So there was this dude, Carl Probst, uh, who was a designer from Detroit. And he basically put together the first Jeep using like a fuck ton of parts from other cars that were already made so that <laughs> it's like it's like a zombie. It's a Frankenstein's monster that the Jeep is because it was like the 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 engine from a four wheel drivetrain component from a, a company called Spicer and the hood came from like a Chevy or something it just it, it literally in order to get it done on the time frame that they were looking for this dude just like started putting parts together and hoping it would work <laughs> so then the 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 army was like okay yeah sure cool great did it bought a whole bunch of them shipped them overseas and it, it Turned into kind of a lot. Every army infantry regiment got 145 or an average of 145 Jeeps. So they were just deployed all over the place. And, you know, we've, we've talked several times about like the gay history of the military and the, <laughs> it's, 
it's it's not PC, but it happens of of like you send dudes to a place around a bunch of dudes and gay shit starts happening. Yeah, situational um, homosexuality. It's like a real phenomenon. Right. Yeah. It's the same thing like with prison. A lot of a lot of prison sex is situational yeah. homosexuality. Yeah. Anyway, they were so successful that like other other countries started trying to make their own versions of of the the Jeep. Then they reached the consumer market. They started to be available like to just to go down to the dealership and buy one in in 1943. Hmm. Sorry, the trademark was 1943. In 1945, uh, that's when they had the first Jeep branded product uh, that launched and was was available. So they, they got made by Willys Overland Motors uh, until the 60s. Then there was a company called Kaiser that got part of the process. That part, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But by 1970, all of those other companies had either folded or sold their investments in Jeeps. And uh, American Motors Company m- made them uh, until 1987. That sounds like the name of something you would call in like a TV show where you can't use any trademarks. This is American Motors, American made. Go America. Yep. Yep. And my family had an Eagle, which that was an AMC car. And then Wayne in Wayne's World drives an AMC Pacer, I think. Oh. And I, I forget when that company went went under, but they like super went under, I think. Yeah. Eventually, eventually Chrysler ended up with the rights to most of the, the manufacturing. And then Chrysler got bought out by Daimler. And then now I have no idea who owns them now because it just changed again in like 2021 or something it's owned by Stellantis sure I looked that up great good 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 Stellantis Stellantis oh, yep. yeah because I, I forgot yeah Fiat bought Chrysler and then but in 2021 Stellantis got it and I know nothing about them it's also new stuff anyway okay the word Jeep Kyle mm-hmm I don't know how to, I don't know how to transition this effectively. I don't have a good segue here, but oh, basically, okay. uh, one of the theories about the word Jeep comes from Popeye, like Popeye the Sailor Man. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So apparently, Popeye had a well. So, so Popeye the Sailor Man first appeared in 1929, and um, was you know he's, he's the guy that grows muscles when he eats spinach and. Um, I mean, really, between that and being in the Navy, he's not not gay, except I guess he's ba- he's banging olive oil. But she's I don't know. Anyway, so uh, Popeye was a, a a comic book and would come out however often comic book come out monthly, quarterly, something like that. But in the March 16th, 1936 Thimble Theater comic strip, Popeye introduced the character of Eugene the Jeep. And Jeep wasn't used at that time. Like Jeep wasn't a car at that time. Well, it wasn't a car yet. They wouldn't be invented until 1940, uh, 1941. But uh, Popeye asks Professor Brainstein, what exactly is a Jeep? And his response is, quote, a Jeep is an animal living in a three dimensional world. In this case, our world, but really belonging to a fourth dimensional world. Here's what happened. A number of Jeep life cells were somehow forced through the dimensional barrier into our world. They combined at a favorable time with free life cells of the African hooey hound. The electrical vibrations of the hooey hound cell and the foreign cell were the same. They were kindred cells. In fact, all things are to some extent relative, whether they be of this or some other world. Now you see. 
The extremely favorable conditions of germination in Africa caused a fusion of these life cells, so the uniting of kindred cells caused a transmutation. The result, a mysterious, strange animal. It's like it looks like a dog with a giant dildo for a nose, but also maybe kind of a cat bear. I, like, like an anteater? The, um, yeah, there's some anteater vibes there. Okay. Yeah. And like a dick for a tail. It's just the weirdest looking thing. And apparently can like, it, it can only say the word Jeep. Hmm. Like that's all. So he has to like gesticulate and say Jeep, Jeep. Mm, is this an I am Groot situation? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. And so like to help Popeye solve crimes or whatever the fuck Popeye does, the Jeep would like help. But he could also teleport. He could disappear from one place and reappear in another place. He could walk through and on walls or ceilings. It's, I had no, okay. I'm not a Popeye fan. Like, it's not like I've watched it a whole bunch. I liked the Robin Williams movie when I was a kid, but that's just because I don't know. It was like animated and, and bizarre. I had no idea there was any like science fiction element to all of it at all, except yeah. for like, apparently spinach makes you jacked. <laughs> yeah. Me either. That, that description sounds like someone trying to be a smart person explaining something that's not actually that complex. Like, yeah. Yeah, like like somebody somebody writing like the technical jargon, the techno babble for Star Trek show. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, totally. None of those words mean anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, so Eugene the Jeep. That's so that's one theory on where the name came from. Uh, it is almost certainly incorrect. A, <laughs> uh, a another well uh, because because uh, apparently then when the Jeep the act like the vehicle the Jeep uh, was being introduced to the military. Um, uh, so the, so the, um, urban legend goes, is it urban? If you're on the beaches of Normandy, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that it seemed like a multidimensional creature that could get into and out of really tough spaces mm. and help solve complex problems. And so one of the soldiers said that things like Eugene, the Jeep, and then it became Jeep and like Jeep is how it was named. That's uh, none of that is right, but it's <laughs> one of those things that like, sounds plausible and gets repeated enough that it, it starts to take on a life of its own. Yeah. The other one, do you know who uh, uh, PJ Ermey is? I do not. He is, you almost certainly have seen this, this guy. He's the guy that like, where are you from private pile? And he says, Texas series says, Texas. Hell, there's nothing in Texas, but steers and queers. And you ain't got any horns on you. So that narrows it down a bit. Like he's just, uh, just a really problematic dude in the characters that he played, but he became famous for being a archetype of a drill instructor. Mm. And so then he ended up being on like the history channel as like the crazy guy with the hat that would do like talk about history, like battles and shit. Do you know who I'm talking about? Absolutely not. <laughs> right. It's fine. He's dead now. It's okay. great. Um, <laughs> but he said on one of those shows that it stood for GP. And R. Lee Ermey did a television series called Mail Call. And he said that Jeep was because somebody slurred GP, meaning general purpose. And uh, that that's that's why somebody was just saying GP over again, GP, 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 and that turned into Jeep. Also almost certainly wrong, (laughs) but also plausible. And that's because... Uh, they never called the Jeep a general purpose vehicle. And it's highly unlikely that the average Jeep driving GI would have been familiar with that as the designation. And uh, GPW actually meant G for government use, P uh, for the wheelbase, and W because it had a Willys Overland designed engine. 
anyway, Arlie Ermy also apparently like floats the Eugene the Jeep Popeye name thing. Hmm. But the the real answer is just super boring. That apparently all <laughs> kinds of vehicles got called Jeep. In, in fact, Jeep Carrier uh, is the name of a kind of boat that the Navy has for moving shit around, and you could put all kinds of things on it, not just Jeeps. Capital J Jeep, like the car, because mm-hmm. a Jeep is any number of different vehicles. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm going to stop talking now, Kyle. <laughs> well, should I tell you about whether Jeep is gay friendly? Yes. Are they? Do I have to sell mine? Don't tell me if I have to sell mine. I'll, I'm going to be real sad. You have the HRC sticker on the back here. So that makes up for any wrongdoing, right? Great. Excellent. I, I, if, 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 if there was still like a, a gap there, I would put more stickers on it. Just, just cover it in HRC stickers. And that way everyone knows you're super gay. I first found the Facebook page, gay Jeep club of America, which had a thousand followers, which is, Ooh. you know, decent, decent amount. Uh, there was Ooh. an image that said, there is no other feeling that compares to that moment. You become a Jeep owner. It is then you realize that things will never be the same. (laughs) So that's the kind of people we're dealing with here. Oh my God. You know, that, that saying is so stupid. Is that you've heard that before? Things will never be the same right now. I'm going to, I'm going to finish this Topo Chico and things will never be the same. Kyle. (laughs) I like yours better. We should start a Topo Chico fan page and post that to it. (laughs) After I finish this fourth Topo Chico, (laughs) things will never be the same. There's one that says a image that says equipped with millennial anti-theft device and then has an image of the manual transmission. Yeah. 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 Which it's true. I do not know how to drive a manual transmission. So for Patreon, Y'all, a very special Patreon this week. I'm going to make Kyle drive my Jeep. It's a six-speed manual. We'll see if I'm going to go ahead and throw out. We'll see if it works out with the audio and the video. Hopefully it does, but fingers crossed. Yeah. And there was also the most recent image was from Pride 2021. They shared an image of a Jeep with two men holding hands in front of it. And it said, it's always better together. Hashtag Pride. So Jeep at a minimum shared that image in 2021 that I found in, in this Facebook group. So I looked in a little bit more 2021. There was a press release about motor city pride parade in Detroit, of course. Uh, and there was a, a, they were announcing that a specially wrapped 2021 Jeep Wrangler 4XE would serve as the grand marshal vehicle of the motor city pride parade. Okay, great. I love that. There were apparently multiple other Jeeps in the Pride Parade. There was another Jeep Wrangler because one wasn't enough. There was a Jeep Gladiator, a Jeep Grand Cherokee L. Uh, In the press release, Jim Morrison, who's the vice president of Jeep Brand North America, said, quote, over its 80-year history, the Jeep brand has led the way in freedom and authenticity, and we are proud to lead this year's parade with a specially wrapped Jeep Wrangler 4XE to show our continued long-standing support for Motor City Pride and the LGBTQ community. That's their uh, their hybrid one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's like par- partially electric. Go ahead. That's cool. I Man, I need to do better at feigning interest in car stuff. Oh, that <laughs> that's interesting, Mike. <laughs> Do go on. No, it's fine. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Apparently uh, they do have an LGBT 
employee resource group, which was mm. a recent Patreon bonus episode that we did. Uh, and was. it is called Prism. It is one of 11 uh, ERGs that they have at the company. In 2022, there was a display at Times Square during NYC Pride. They gave out complimentary Jeep branded rainbow themed tote bags and rubber ducks. (laughs) (laughs) So like that was a journey because at first I was like, they gave out Jeeps. (laughs) (laughs) That would be real support. Jeep, step your shit up and give us all Jeeps. Now, if you don't, it's a hate crime. (laughs) Exactly. Rubber ducks, though? Why? I don't get that. But anyway, I looked at HRC, the Corporate Equality Index, and uh, Stellantis. This is why I knew that Stellantis uh, is the owner. They own Jeep, Dodge, and Chrysler. They scored, out of a score of 100 possible points, they scored what, Mike? 100. 95. Oh, that's still pretty good. That's still pretty good. Yep. They lost five points in the benefits section. I don't think they had... I think they didn't have... um, equal protection or, or care for domestic partnership for same sex mm. spouses versus mm. opposite mm. gender spouses. Anyway, I looked up other major car manufacturers. Ford scored a 90 V dub who we said was pretty gay scored a 90 uh, Toyota scored a hundred Subaru, the lesbian car of choice scored a hundred. So they're all, this is part of my frustration with the corporate equality index is like, they're all kind of in the same zone of 90 to a hundred. So is yeah. it really that they're all pretty equal or is there actually one that's way better than the others? This, this seems to indicate there's not one standout, but I don't know. So at least based on their support, Jeep's support of pride um, historically, and the fact they got a 95 on the corporate equality index, I'm going to say they are gay friendly. So it is acceptable. Yes. Oh God. That, Thank God. Yep. Thank you the Lord. Keep your Jeep. <laughs> okay. Whew. Yep. I've been holding my breath for that long. Now I have to pee. <laughs> I'm going to talk about my Jeep for a little bit. And then uh, the dude that is the designer of the Jeep, uh, the year that I was, that I had it. Okay. So from, do, do you remember ever saying that like, I wanted that my Jeep because it was like the last year that they looked like that? Oh, kind of. I sometimes vaguely listen to you. Yeah. Okay. Well, so from, from 1996 to 2006, uh, Jeeps had a specific look and, and that those Jeeps were TJs. And my Jeep is like at the end of the TJ range. It's 2005. And the the dude that designed it is named Michael Santoro. And he is from San Diego, California. And he's now, um, he teaches car design now. Uh, but he also uh, founded and oversees a company uh, that makes Apple accessories. Like oh, no way. cases and shit like that. Yeah. But, but anyway, he is the one that came up with the TJ redesign of Jeeps uh, in, in 1996. So he said, landing a quote, landing a job as a car designer with Chrysler at 21 was unheard of. As the new kid on the team, I was able to bring a young and fresh perspective to everything that I worked on for the car maker. I knew that this was a great opportunity and a dream job. You have a better chance of playing in the NFL than you do becoming a professional car designer in the United States. Hmm. So I was excited to get a chance. But, uh, the, the, the stuff that he did is really is really interesting because um, the the look of a Jeep has always like returned back to a, a recognizable standard, right? Like a Ford Taurus today doesn't look anything like a Ford Taurus from 
10 years ago or even like a couple of years sometimes is all it takes for a car to look nothing like its former selves but pretty much all eras of jeeps are at least reminiscent of each other if not full-on straight-ass copies right 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 you can always recognize a jeep when you see a jeep yep and he brought back a lot of stuff that had sort of um not fallen out of favor but that jeep had had emphasized less in the design they used to do um like square headlights and he returned it to round headlights and uh the grill in the front the very distinctive grill um he stylized that and then incorporated that into a lot more of the the designs and he just is a really really interesting dude and one thing that he did that i find fascinating is easter eggs and i don't know if my jeep has any easter eggs but apparently he hid little logos and sometimes animal creatures in (laughs) the metal of the jeep designs so if i look up say jeep easter eggs most jeeps have easter eggs and sometimes it's as simple as like a little like just a a little logo that looks like like a jeep but um apparently some jeeps have uh flip-flops like if you look carefully you can find uh, a picture of flip-flops in in the in the metal are flip-flops associated with jeeps I don't know. Uh, well, n- not all of these make sense. Like one is a T-Rex chasing a Jeep. <laughs> that's funny. There's a, there's a map of Moab. That's the, that's a, what a national park or something in Utah. Uh, just a splatter of paint. One is a lizard. One is um, an American flag shaped vent. Um, one of them is a spider that says chow next <laughs> to the gas cap. The, and they, they hide in weird places. So, um, like a Jeep, a Jeep Grand Cherokee, the, it'll often be in between the cup holders. Uh, on Jeep Wranglers, there's a, a, a hidden area under the cargo that uh, that has them. And I have, when I get home, I'm going to like look at my Jeep and see if I can find any of these things mm. uh, in in my Jeep. But uh, this this dude, Michael Santoro, is the first one to start hiding little cute things in the, the metal of these of, of Jeeps. Also, he has never publicly spoken about his family life whatsoever. I could not find anything that said like, oh, he has a wife and kids or like nothing about his sexuality at all, which doesn't mean anything. But he is a designer and teaches design. And I, and it came up with this wacky ass idea to have Italian speaking spiders in the gas caps of, <laughs> of, of, of Jeeps. So I'm, I'm just thinking like an, an above above 50 percent chance that the dude that designed my Jeep is gay. Oh, yeah. We, us gays love our Italian spiders. Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love, love, love the idea of like, I'm just going to hide shit in the, in like plain sight in these, in things that people buy. And, um, I, I just love it. I just love it. Okay. Yeah. There is actually a tie in that, that I think is worth talking about. Okay. (laughs) This morning I was, uh, or was it yesterday? doesn't matter time has no meaning uh, i was talking to a, a fraternity brother who also troy who also drives a jeep about like what is it that makes uh, a jeep gay and, and one of one of the theories that that we sort of hashed over is that jeep because of this consistency of appearance a consistency of look it, it is associated with an identity of sorts and that um Gay people like to feel included. They like to feel like they're part of something. You know, I do the stupid Jeep Wrangler wave. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever see another Jeep Wrangler, I do the two finger wave off of my off of my steering wheel. And I feel a little bit like a car racist. But at the same time, it's nice to have this like little thing that we 
Jeep Wrangler drivers do to acknowledge each other. There's some like sort of like there's an identity there. There's a there's a there's a there's a community of sorts, I guess. And and that that's appealing to gay people, I think, is an interesting thing to discuss. Yeah, I guess, like, especially if you don't have the community that you should have, which is your family, then right. finding another community is really important. And often we do that within the gay community. But there are other places that you can find community. You can find community in the sports team that everyone is excited about for your city. Or you can find community, uh, who knew, by Jeep ownership. It's uh, it makes sense that humans like to be included and feel like part of something. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And there, there is, though, I think also because of the military past of the vehicle, potentially an argument could be made that it, there's some some toxic masculinity stuff going on. Right. That like mm. what's more what's more manly and straight than the military turns out a whole bunch of stuff. But I don't think that like <laughs> but the, the military still gets credit for, I think, being a sort of butch or macho persona. Yeah. And. So there, there is a, I think, I don't know, maybe overcompensation. I don't know. I love my Jeep though. And I didn't feel like I was doing any of that, but maybe I was. There's, well, it's interesting that like coincidentally you have a Jeep Wrangler. I, it seems like that just kind of pops up with a lot of gay people and you didn't do it on purpose, but if enough people do it accidentally, then it kind of becomes a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the mask people, I was thinking about like the BDSM, the leather community who are, you know accentuate some masculine imagery as part of their interest. Like there's, there is some gay pockets that do accentuate masculine things, not in a toxic way. It's just what they're into and what kind of community they're a part of. So I don't know. There's, there is, there can be gayness to masculinity. Yeah. 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 And also it like, it's a great vehicle to go four by four Hmm. like it can go places it doesn't Hmm. get stuck very often and like if i just want to drive up a mountain i can (laughs) and i I think there's there's something like weirdly masculine about that should i tell you about what i found on reddit Ooh, yeah okay okay there are a couple people that, that are like asking this similar question um one person posted what's the correlation between jeeps and homosexuals And the description was I got my JK, which I is a Jeep Wrangler. Is that what a JK is? Anyway, it's a Jeep. Um, a few years back and was excited about it. I met up with one friend uh, one night and sounds like grinder. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 no. I met up with one friend one night and during our conversation, I tell him that I got a Jeep. Next thing he asked me is what are you gay? I have no problem with gay people. I have a couple of really good gay friends just curious about it. So there were questions like this and posts like this that connected that are like people trying to explore the connection between Jeeps and gayness. Another post I found said um, there, there was to this board game subreddit, someone posted, apparently there was a gay monopoly like a version of Monopoly that was called Gay Monopoly. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Which is hilarious. I really want to get a copy of Gay Monopoly and and see yes. what, what they what what was Boardwalk. It was like Dickwalk and yeah. <laughs> St. Charles Place was just Charles Place or something. I don't know. <laughs> but they someone cross posted that to Jeep and said pointed out what? that Jeep I, what? All of the properties are the Eagle. 
<laughs> Someone cross posted that to the Jeep uh, subreddit because apparently Jeep was a figurine in Game Monopoly. Oh, that's awesome. And some of the explanations for why that was the case in the comments section, one said gay guys like their tops open. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Great. Um, another one said Jeep. Jeeps are actually popular with LGBT people the way Subarus are. LGBT are more outdoorsy and will do things with their mm. dogs since more of them don't have kids compared to straight couples. Mm. But mm. specifically for Jeep, gay guys have more discretionary income to spend on image, which a Jeep would fall into. Yeah. How do you feel about that explanation? Well, I, 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 I think it's plausible. There's a, it, it like might be true in aggregate. And we need to remember that like just being gay doesn't mean that you suddenly have a whole bunch of money to spend. Like that's, yeah. that's, um, that's an unfortunate thing. Yeah. And at, on the whole white gay men, especially do have a bunch of discretionary income and Jeeps are pretty terrible. as like a family car. Like there's a lot of inconvenient things about driving a Jeep actually. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, it's, it's not something that you could, load a bunch of kids and groceries into i mean you could but there are other other vehicles that are better at that so yeah i i, I don't know it sounds plausible the last post that i'll mention is i need the gayest car possible on 50k budget <laughs> <laughs> and in the description it said i'm trying to find a real dick magnet of a car something that when you drive it by every schlong dong and winky twitches because they know the fella inside me will really gape them good if given the chance. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, whoever this is, I love them and wish I was best friends with them. Um, the <laughs> most upvoted answer was to get the Fiat 500 Gucci edition, which it had like, I looked it up and it has like a, kind of decal around it that is like the Gucci logo. So that seems pretty gay. Gay. Yep. But the second most upvoted response with 500 upvotes was a uh, Jeep Wrangler with the doors off. Mm -hmm. And someone explained that answer that it's, they said it was masculine, but also the most homoerotic vehicle on the road. You want to stretch some holes, get a Jeep Wrangler and take the doors off. It shows you're ready to rumble at any time and you don't mind getting a little dirty if it means you're having fun. Oh my God. And then they added edit for extra spice doors off and you drive shirtless or naked if you're brave. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something to having the like doors off the sides and getting head, <laughs> getting head. Cause huh. it's easy car BJ's. If you don't have like, the sides on your car. I don't think there's okay for there's no such thing as an easy car BJ. Like <laughs> they're just roadhead is inconvenient for everyone involved. So I'll, I'll start with that. And I do really enjoy, even though I've never taken off the doors with a wrench, I could. Hmm. And there's a certain amount of like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. It also means I don't have power locks. So you know, whatever. Uh, or I can lay the, lay the windshield down or, like take the top off and, and put the cloth top on instead. And uh, I, I am, I am into all of that. I, I don't know where it comes from, but like the, the like shirtless bros in a topless Jeep, like that's, that's a vibe. That's a thing. Yeah. 
for sure. Where does that come from? Because I don't think it's queer as folk, right? Like people like to say, oh, Brian Kinney drove a Jeep in, in the original queer as folk or the United States version of the original queer as folk. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but I don't think he like, started, I think they reflected something that was already going on in culture. Yeah. A lot of times when it gets to the point where it's in media, it's something that's already being discussed or already kind of known. They're just pulling from that kind of image. So I think they just mirrored back what was already happening. And I don't, I, it seems like maybe it's not just associated with gay people in general, but this kind of masculine masked gay dude that is maybe a little bit shitty, like the Brian mm-hmm. Kenny type, like maybe that's the kind of gay guy this associated with. Maybe it's a car that gay guys feel masculine driving because of it has these mask vibes. And that's why it's not, you know, the tiny cars that I mentioned earlier of, of the gay ones. It's like they can, I don't know, feel a little bit like cool and straight bro by driving it. Yeah. 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 The last comment I'll read on the guy that wanted the gayest possible car said, I'm a straight man, but I love everything about this post wishing you the best in your quest for car and cock. (laughs) That's so supportive. (laughs) So supportive. (laughs) I, I wish this person the best in car and cock too. Yeah. I wish all of us the best in car and cock. (laughs) Yeah. exactly. And all a good night. Um, yeah. When you bought your car, you were yeah. in the closet. No, I was not. Oh, you weren't? No. So that Jeep was my 30th birthday present to myself. Oh. And I, my, my birthday is November 14th. And I was determined to come out of the closet before the age of 30. So uh, I told One Ball Dan towards the end of October, my now ex-wife was planning a 30th birthday party thing for me. And, um, that's when I pulled, pulled the parachute cord and called Dan. And I was like, I, this, this is the phone call that you said I could make if I needed to come pick me up. And he did. Hmm. So then I started living at his place. I needed a vehicle and I'd always wanted a Jeep found this one listed and uh, went out and, and, and got it. And here it is almost 15 years later. I'm turning 45 next month. Um, and I've had the same, the same rig this whole time. Yeah. I came out of the closet, left my ex-wife and bought that Jeep like all the same week. Damn. So the Jeep is, is the Jeep like a, a symbol of your coming out to you? Like, does that feel, does that all tie together for you? I think so. It's got to like at some level clearly like, cause it all, it all, literally correlates right yeah and i really 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 like not having a car payment so i that's like one reason not to get rid of it like Mm -hmm. and just keep keep driving it until it dies but yeah i think there's something nice and familiar about it like i've had that rig for so long it's like part of me and part of my identity and i will be very very sad when it dies or i sell it or whatever would you get another jeep after this one yeah for sure so it really is part of your identity. Yeah, I think so. And I love it. I like, I, I was obsessed with Jeeps before I bought mine too. Like, um, uh, my mom's brother, my, my uncle, uh, had a, a Jeep. It was a, it's a really old Jeep. It was like a CJ or something. And, um, I got to drive it. He got really wasted and needed me to drive him home. And uh, so I did. And I was like driving this Jeep and had three, three, uh, three on the tree, uh, shifting and, 
I was like, this is fucking badass and cool. Mm. Also, it kind of sounded like it was going to fall apart at any moment, but you know, <laughs> it, it, it still was awesome. It, it wouldn't go over like 55. This wasn't geared high enough, but yeah, I, I loved, I, I was always, always excited about Jeeps and specifically the Wrangler too. Like it, again, it feels a little car racist, but like Jeep Wrangler drivers wave at each other. Jeep Grand Cherokee drivers can fuck right off. <laughs> wow. So suck on that Grand Cherokee <laughs> listeners. I mean, not really, obviously, but <laughs> No, stand by your beliefs, Mike. Hold tight to that. Fuck you, yeah. Grand Cherokee. You're a dumb car for idiots. Well, and also, Kyle, that Jeep, my Jeep, is like the beginning of our relationship. I was literally behind the wheel of that Jeep the first moment we met. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I hopped into your Jeep. Your, yours was, I mean, it's an easy car to spot. Like, okay, there's also this meme about like someone coming to pick you up and telling you what car they're driving and then... It's like my gay ass looking up what a, you know, <laughs> V-Dub Jetta looks like. And yeah. I do that all the time, but I know what a Jeep looks like. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a distinctive enough that I don't have to Google what car this is or use the little image on the, you know, on the lift thing to tell me what, what car I'm looking for. So it's very distinctive. So that was easy to find you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Also, I think my ex-wife was living in the same building at the time, sort of. And in the building I lived in? Yeah. Oh, interesting. But I had no idea who she was because I did I, ever, I don't think I ever met her. Like I don't think you did either. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, she, she thought we were banging because I posted a picture that you were in uh, on Facebook from an event that we had gone to or whatever. And she was sure that you were who I was banging and she was real mad about it. It was hilarious. Everyone always assumes if you, someone posted in discord, like a picture of him and two other guys. And he had like clarified, like no one in this picture is dating. <laughs> like everyone always assumes if you post a picture of two gay dudes that they're dating. Yep. Yep. Do we do it? Yeah. I think we talked about Jeep a bunch. I don't think we figured it out though. Like there's definitely something gay about Jeep Wranglers specifically. And I don't totally understand why. Yeah, I agree. And I don't understand why. Maybe this one's just... It is because it is. Maybe it is because it is. If you have any theories, let us know. Hit us up on Facebook or Discord and let us know why Jeep Wranglers are kind of gay. Yeah. Don't forget to thumbs up and subscribe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Are you are you excited to drive my Jeep? Oh, I'm nervous. How okay. easy it is, is it to break a Jeep? <sighs> it's it's hard to break it. Okay. That's ideal because yeah. we'll see. We'll see how I do. Uh, all right, man. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Uh, do, you, do you have your gaze to straightest already, Kyle? I do. Should we just like do it then? Yeah, let's do it. So are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're going to do our gaze and straightest. We're going to do our gaze and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on socials at gayishpodcast. Check us out on Instagram. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails, is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 9109. Hey, Hey. you dirty fuckers. See you in Houston in just a couple of days. Yeah, we're so excited to be there. It's going to be a really fun show. You're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Also, uh, local gay bar review. Are you ready? I'm ready. Great. Here we go. I'm going to talk to you about, I can't say this. I don't know. I don't know. How, it's, it's in French. Oh, 
les champs-mêlés, les champs-mêlés, it's, uh, it's, it's a fr- lay, lay French word. Yeah. <laughs> French word. I love it. In that. Paris, uh, had an adorable blue neon sign. It was a tiny little bar. And here's the thing Europe, get your shit together. <laughs> you can smoke in so many bars in Europe. And oh, wow. I hate it so much. It was my first um, experience in Grenoble, uh, was was all, all smoky. And this was just like, it just was hot boxing cigarettes it's, it was horrible <laughs> uh the only beer that they had was heineken which i hate it's too skunky uh the lesbian behind the bar did not speak english and was very angry at us for not speaking french um and then a, a tiny heineken plus two waters was 15 euros anyway two dildos <laughs> what how did it get okay where did the two come from what positive traits did it have <laughs> it was not in this country and uh i liked their sign Okay. Okay. Got it. Every time you do this, I learn a little bit more about the rating system that we got going on. So it's mm-hmm. very helpful. System is a strong word. System. <laughs> um, do you want to do our gays and straightest? Sure. Let's do our gays and straightest. The gayest thing about me this week is I saw Lorna Luft perform last night at the Purple Room here in Palm Springs, California. Uh, she is uh, Judy Garland's other daughter. She Liza Minnelli's sister. Oh. And uh, she was fine. Um, <laughs> and then, and then the, the the straightest thing about me this week was just like talking about jeeps with my fraternity brother. Like, yeah, it felt so butch, totes yeah. mask, so so mask. My straightest is I almost ordered an old fashioned to drink. I went <gasps> out. What? <laughs> just almost counts. I think I, the fact that I was even considering it is very straight to me. I went to get drinks with our favorite gay priest, Joseph Peters Matthews. And Mm -hmm. I came real close to ordering that. Instead, I got this vodka drink that was served in a mini novelty bathtub. Oh yes. Did you go to Canon? (laughs) No, I went to, I don't know what Canon is. I went to bait shop. Bait shop has bathtubs too. Oh, anyway, Mm -hmm. it's fine. Great. Awesome. What's, what's Canon? It's a cocktail bar on Capitol Hill. Oh, I think it's, it's straight ish. Oh, maybe that's why I haven't heard of it. And we have a listener's gays and straightest. Yeah, we do. From our voicemail. Hi, this is Dustin calling in from Canada with my gayest and straightest. So my gayest this week is that I started the separation and divorce process with my husband of nine years. And my straightest is falling off a 12-foot ladder at my construction job injuring my foot and ankle and proceeding to tell absolutely no one. Dustin, you're a sweetheart. Dustin, thanks for calling in. Sorry to hear about your divorce and sorry to hear about your injury. I hope you're recovering and maybe saw a doctor if you need to, because that sounds yeah. painful. Yeah. Stupid boys, go to the doctors when you need to. Don't try to tough it out. Go to doctors when you get hurt. The leg you save might be your own. <laughs> But if you want us to play your gayest and straightest, leave us a voicemail, give us a call, and leave us a message with your gayest and straightest. Yep, do it. I think that's it, right? I think that's it. Rate, review, subscribe, and recommend. We haven't said the four R's in a while. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, thank you to uh, Popeye, the Sailor Man. Sure. Uh, thank you to Jeep for being kind of pretty gay somehow in a way that we don't understand. Yeah. A confusing gay. Yeah. Thank you for helping me get laid.
<laughs> and thank you to our super cat bridgers kit oliver andrew bugby william bryant christopher m john crowley stephen porch yostosel harry shaw josh copeland jonathan montanias wadu forrest snail patrick martin james barrow steve douglas explosive lasagna michael covington just jamie kevin henderson thomas b timothy sora dusty sands a coleman chris catchatorians and jerome york thank you for your support thank you for your money <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that's it this has been gayish from the chris catchatorian studios i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you see you in houston meet me <laughs> I do have to pee though. Okay. <laughs> I'm going now. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs>